0: And hey, we're so glad you guys are here tonight. Thank you so much for coming. As you've noticed, it's it's going to look a little different tonight, what we would uh, normally have with like a you know some music and then a message and then some music. Uh, we're not quite following that format tonight. We're just going to do an extended time of worship and of prayer together, which I'm really excited about. So I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for coming. To set the stage a little bit, I'd like to talk about what worship is, because this is thing that we do when we gather all the time, but really, like, what is it? Uh, Why do we do it? My favorite definition that I've heard is from uh, a pastor. His name is Louis Giglio, and he defines it this way. He says, worship is our response, both personal and corporate, to God for who he is, for what he's done, expressed in and by the things we say and the way we live. What I love about that is that worship is really just, it's this broad stroke idea of response and reaction to God. So we're worshiping God when we uh, help somebody move into their house or when we take care of someone when they're sick or when we pray for those in need. And God's actions should spur us to worship him as a reaction because the reality is that God has done things for us that provoke a response in us. One of the ways that we can respond to God's goodness, especially in church tonight, is through this magnificent thing called music. And I don't know if you've ever pondered just how crazy and complex music is. Maybe it's just me because I'm a nerd. Um, I think it's crazy that we have voices that can make sounds, and those sounds can make melodies, and they can make songs, and we can use those to sing together. It's absolutely mind-blowing to me. I believe that, God was very intentional when he created this way for us to be able to sing and to listen to music because there's this thing about music that can touch our hearts and our souls in ways that few things can. When we don't have the words to describe how we're feeling or sometimes there's a song that just nails that feeling and it can relate to us and move us in in an incredible and unique way. Music also helps us remember things. Like parents out there, how many of you know word for word your kid's favorite song by now? Because you've heard it so many times. Or um, who remembers all 50 states in alphabetical order because you learned that song in school, yep. Thanks, teach. That's was, that was helpful. Um, what's amazing is that singing things that are true about God in the same way as those songs, singing things that are true about God and his character help us remember those things when the feeling isn't there. And I think God knew all this when he designed this way for us to worship and respond to him. There's countless examples of people responding to God for who he is in scripture. Uh, One of my favorites is Exodus 15. Long story short, God has delivered these Israelites out of slavery that they've been in for over 400 years. He has these just incredible ways that he uh, gets them out of slavery. He shows himself time and time again, and they're standing on the other side of the Of of the sea, and their enemies behind them have just been swept away. And the first thing that they do together is they sing a song. It's called the Song of Moses. Here's some snippets from it. It's beautiful. It says, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior, the Lord is his name and the Lord shall reign forever and ever. And this is just one of many examples that we see of this in scripture, of this response. And in fact, the the whole book of Psalms is just this collection of songs. And there's this one specific Psalm, it's Psalm 13, has a very different feel to it than the Song of Moses. And that Psalm says, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. And I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. What amazes me about that psalm is that even in the midst of our pain and in doubt and uncertainty and sorrow, we can still worship God by trusting in his unfailing love, by rejoicing in his salvation. So depending on what's going on in your life when you walked in here tonight, you probably find yourself uh, relating to either one of those. Wherever you are on the spectrum, we can worship God, and we're going to do that together. So... Um, Our God is worthy of all of our glory and honor and praise. And we're going to worship tonight as we follow what the end of Psalm 13 says. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. So as we worship tonight, we encourage you to stand when we sing. We encourage you to sit when we don't. But ultimately, please, we just encourage you to worship in whatever way is most genuine to to you. And remember that, Even though we got to wear these masks, they're not going to get in the way of us responding to who God is and what he's done for us. Let's all stand and sing.
1: Kindred Church, it's so good to see you tonight. Uh, My name is Lindsay, and this is Zach. And we wanted to now move uh, into a time of just some intentional prayer. Um, So we believe that um, our God hears us. And especially when we gather together and when we pray um, that he hears us and that he enjoys um, hearing our prayers. We also wanted to, to just use tonight um, to pray specifically for the people of our church. And that can sometimes be hard to do in a room like this, um, but we're going to go for it. We're going to try it. And so um, we invite you to just, as we kind of cue um, each one of these different prayers, so we've each picked uh, two kind of areas of our life um, or just things that we feel like we need prayer for. And so if you um, are walking through something unique in one of those ways, we're going to invite you um, to stand. And then those around you, as we pray, uh, we will hold you in our thoughts as we pray for you and over you. And this way, we don't have to know the details. We don't have to know exactly what it is that you're walking through. But you can know for certain that your church has prayed for you and over you.
2: Yeah, it's good. Guys, you can pray for me. Now that I know that Tommy can preach, uh, I'm moving to Barbados for a month, so he's up. Um, hey, uh, I, real quickly, I, in this time, that, this last year that we've lived to, uh, through together as a, as a country, as a world, um, I think it's highlighted the, the fact that a lot of us are isolated. A lot of us are lonely. A lot of us, a lot of us feel like at different times that we have no one to turn to. Uh, and maybe that describes you, maybe it doesn't. But uh, I was even last week when I was reading the Great Commission, Matthew 28, Jesus' last words are, behold, I am with you to the very end of the age. And I started thinking more and more about how some of my loneliest times have been in crowded rooms or surrounded by people that I love because I have so much going on in my head, right? Or in my heart or whatever that might look like. And so maybe you're literally lonely. Maybe you're literally isolated. Maybe you are uh, in your spirit or in your heart and your mind, you feel far from people and far from God. I want to pray for you tonight. And so what what I want to do is this. Uh, I don't want it to be weird. So I'm not going to be like, somebody's got back pain up in this building tonight. I'm not going to do any of that. What I want to do. We're
1: not going
2: Pentecostal tonight? Not tonight. What I want to do is that um, as I begin to pray, if you feel comfortable to just stand and and let yourself receive from God uh, whatever it is that this prayer is going to be for you, uh, great. And if you don't want to, and you just want to be right where you are and do that, it's fine too. And then I'm going to say, in Jesus' name, and that can be where you kind of just like make your way back down if you don't want anybody to see you before I say amen. Sound good? So let me pray. God, God, I'm so thankful for a Jesus who not only tells us that he is with us to the very end of our life, God, to the very end of what this world holds for us, but we have a Jesus who promises us that because the Holy Spirit indwells in us, that that continues even past that. And so God, I pray tonight that no matter what that isolation might look like or that loneliness, or God, maybe we're even just praying for people that we know, that we really love, that are isolated and lonely in some other part of the country or or world right now. And and that's the way we're taking this. But God, I pray for those of us who are standing or who are sitting and, and feel it, that tonight we would know that the Holy Spirit is with us that Jesus meant it when he said that he's with us through all things, through all times, that no matter what we might deal with, whether it's big or small, whether it goes away quickly or or, or kind of lingers around our lives, that we can know that God is right there in the middle of it with us. And I pray tonight, God, as a church that is just starting out, that really believes that we are yours, we belong to you, we also believe that we belong to each other and that we're made better being together and being in each other's lives. And God, in this season, as we launch small groups and as we look uh, towards this day where we're getting rid of these masks and we're shopping again and you can tell if somebody's happy with us or mad at us again, God, as we are beginning to live in community again, I pray that those of us who are particularly feeling this tonight would understand that even the darkest night is short-lived and even the, the, the worst season comes to an end. And God, that we would be people who persevere and push through and allow you to truly be the God who is with us, the God who guides us, the God who leads us. So Jesus, we thank you that you are that God. Let me pray this in your holy name. Amen.
1: Um, I feel like the year of 2020 was the year of great loss. Um, We lost people. We lost hopes, we lost dreams, we lost plans, we lost our sense of certainty and normalcy. Um, And for me specifically, and some people close to me, the last two weeks have felt um, just full of insurmountable loss and grief. And so I want to now pray for anyone who is grieving and who has been touched by death and loss. So I'm going to pray now. God, God, I'm reminded that you are a God who weeps with us. God, I'm reminded of the story of Jesus and his friend, Lazarus. God, and when his sister sent word for Jesus to help, and when he arrived, he had already passed. And God, you wept. Because you know what it is to live in relationship. You know... um, Jesus knows what it is to be a son and a brother and to be a friend. And God, death and loss, it breaks your heart as it breaks ours. So I pray tonight, God, that we be comforted by the God who weeps with us. God, I think about the moment when Jesus was in the garden before he was going to meet his death. Overwhelmed with this sense of tragedy and despair. And God, his friends were sleeping. I'm thankful, God, that you're a God who knows what it feels like when our world stops, but everybody else's keeps on spinning. And everything else seems normal, but nothing will ever be normal again for us. God, I'm thankful that you are a God who in your infinite wisdom does not look down upon our grief and our sadness and our sorrow, but that you move in it with us that you move closer, that you get right up next to us. God, I'm thankful that you are a God who makes all things new. And so as we mourn and as we grieve, God, we look forward. We look forward to when you will make all things new. Revelation 21 reads, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. And he will live with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. And all of these things are gone forever. So God, comfort us tonight. Comfort us, be with us, and be near us. And until we are in the place where there is no more suffering and no more pain and no more death, God, I'm thankful that you are near and that you are with us, even in the dark. and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I know for me, too, I have felt like um, in a very specific relationship, um, there has been quite a bit of conflict and tension and anger and resentment and unforgiveness. And... Um, That kind of weight and struggle in a relationship, in a friendship, it weighs on you. And so I have felt um, like I don't know when I'm going to see that resolved, but I hope I do. And so I also want to now move um, just into a prayer for anyone who is feeling like they have conflict in a relationship or there's relational tension and strife where you are hoping to see unity and reconciliation and forgiveness. So I want to pray for that now. God, God, would you search us first? God, would you search our hearts for the way we might be holding on to bitterness and anger and resentment and judgment? God, would you and your spirit move in a way in us that would soften our hearts towards the person or the people we're having a really hard time understanding and forgiving and showing grace to. God, I pray that in the opposite direction, God, that as we, um, God, as we show others grace, as we try to move towards understanding and forgiveness and reconciliation, God, in these relationships in our life, that you would protect our hearts. God, that you would just show us the way forward And what does that look like? And God, I pray that you would help us to be people who love recklessly, that despite maybe our our feelings or our anger or our disagreement with someone in our life, that wouldn't stop us or hold us back from loving them, from praying for them. So God, I, I pray in my own life and I pray in the lives of the people in this room that God, you would bring relationships back together God, you would do what only you can do, which is to mend broken things and make shattered things whole again. I pray that you would heal wounds and hurts in these relationships that make it hard and difficult to come back together and to move forward. So, God, would you bring us your peace, your shalom, and your wholeness and your healing in these interpersonal relationships in our lives that mean so much to us. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Just one more. So the person next to you fell asleep. Shake him real quick. I'm going to do this. This is a happy one. I grabbed a happy one. I'm happy half the time. So would you guys all stand with me? As one church, as we look across at the people that maybe we know, maybe we don't, we celebrate tonight that God is a faithful God, that even in tough times, we see glimpses of it. And in good times, we see a lot of it. Uh, I like what Tommy that 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 Psalm that he used earlier. Where Psalmist is crying out, saying, "God, how long will you forget me? Where are you?" I like this one too. It's, it's a little bit different. It's kind of the opposite. And Psalm eighty-nine says, "I will sing of the Lord's great love forever." It says, "With my words, I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever. That you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself." O Lord God Almighty, who is like you? You are mighty, O Lord, and your faithfulness surrounds you. So if you feel like all things considered, life's all right. All things considered, God keeps showing up and doing things in you and through you that you can't believe. I'm gonna invite you to pray with me one last time tonight before we sing a few more songs. So God, we are so thankful to have a God like you. And God, there are every single day things I struggle with and things that I look at and things that I'm mourning and things that I'm worried about. But God, every single day, when I take the time to remember how good you've been to me, not because my circumstances are good, but because you are good. When I take that time, God, I am reminded over and over again, the kind of God that I follow, the kind of God who continues to carve out blessings for my life that frankly, I don't deserve and I can't believe I have. So God, I pray tonight for our entire church, for my friends assembled here in this room together, for those who will listen later. God, I pray that tonight we would just be aware of how faithful you are to us, even when we aren't faithful to you even when we turn away, that you continue this line through our lives of Jesus before us and Jesus with us and Jesus behind us and Jesus over us, that Jesus continues to push us towards better and better things all the time. That you give us amazing gifts because you're an amazing father. We love you and we pray in the name of Jesus, amen. Yeah, you guys can grab a seat. So good. We're going to transition into a time of communion together. So if you don't have a bag with the elements near you or on your seat, uh, there should be some nearby. Go ahead and get that ready. The last several months as we led up and kind of went through Easter, we talked about the disciples a lot uh, here at Kindred. And I've been thinking a lot about those first days after Jesus came back, uh, gave them this thing that we call the Great Commission, these marching orders to start a church and take it around the world. And then Jesus ascends to heaven and, and the disciples, they get together regularly and observe this thing that they call the communion meal. And we take a little piece of what we call bread, I'm not really sure what it is, and drink some juice. <laughs> but the, at the time, the disciples and, and, and Jesus' closest friends, they would be greeting each other and, and meeting in each other's homes and, and starting the church and having a meal together. It'd be a a big meal. And we even see in 1 Corinthians that Paul is giving instructions on how to have that meal better because the people in Corinth were kind of being greedy or even taking a little bit too much blood, if you know what I mean. And And so Paul was telling them, you need to dial it back a little bit and remember that this is a meal that we share together that means something. It means everything. But we have to remember that this meal is for everyone and it points towards something really, really important. I have this, uh, this like, path that goes around my neighborhood. Um, actually, I live in North Thornton, so it goes through part of my neighborhood. I'm not really sure where the rest of it goes. But, um, I, and when I'm running on that path, what I call running is jogging, or walking on that path, no matter what's going on weather-wise, it kind of the, the, the biggest winds uh, uh, you know, of the season can be going or it can be snowing or raining, or it can be really, really hot. There's like this corkscrew part of the path where you drop down into, the, into it and it's just a couple seconds but there's nothing. It's just calm, and it's quiet, and the wind can be whipping and it's just gone all of a sudden. It can be hot and all of a sudden it's kind of cool. It can be cool and all of a sudden I'm kind of warm. I don't know really, it might be Narnia. I don't really know what's going on, but I find myself every single time remembering, honestly, communion, because it's this moment where I get to kind of stop and take stock of where I'm at and reset myself for what's next. And a lot of times I need it right then. And a lot of times in life, I find communion hitting in these moments where I need it. Because maybe life's crazy because it's bad, and maybe life's crazy because it's good, but I think most of us in the modern world have a crazy life. But communion is a chance for us to stop and celebrate and reset and think about where we are, what needs to change for us to keep going, and then to set our eyes and not looking at the past, just pressing on towards the future. So we do, we celebrate this mini meal together as a church here tonight. And as you take that that bread substitute and you drink that juice, I want you to do this. I want you to think about Jesus as he looked at his disciples that night and told them, he said, this bread that I break right now, this meal that I serve you, this is my body. And it shows you that my body will be broken for you. And then he poured the wine And he passed it around. He said, this cup is the new covenant, the new agreement between God and his people that you don't have to take your best and sacrifice it anymore to make up for your sin because the perfect lamb Jesus was sacrificed for us. This cup is the new covenant that's sealed in my blood. Drink this and remember me. Remember my work. Remember what I did. So as you drink that juice and chew that bread, Remember the work that Jesus did on our behalf, on your behalf, that allows us to be free from all of the things that hold us back, that allows us to be the kind of people who press forward and the kind of people who remember that we are his and we belong to him and we belong to each other. Let's pray. God, I am so thankful that you give us Jesus, Jesus who in all of his complexity boils down to this simple idea that we celebrate his broken body and his spilled blood. So God, I pray tonight as we taste these elements, God, as we remember who he is, as we think about those spots in our life that allow us to recalibrate and move forward, I pray that you give us pause in this time, whether life's really good right now or really bad, whether it's a mix of both like it probably is. God, I pray that you'd help us to press forward for the better things that you have for us on the other side of this moment. We love you and we're so thankful for who Jesus is and for what Jesus continues to do. So we pray this in his name, amen.